Welcome to How the Song Came to Be, where soulful songwriters share the stories behind their songs, as well as tools and creative practices you can use to bring your best songs or other creative works to life. I'm Ann Heaton, your host. Writer's block happens when we don't want to write what it is we're really thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep, just keep making stuff. Don't judge it. Make a lot. Welcome to How the Song Came to Be. I'm Anne Heaton, your host, and today's guest is singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and comedian Susan Werner. Comedian, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for that. (laughs) In my opinion, whose latest album is NOLA, a New Orleans-inspired piano throwdown reminiscent of Dr. John and Professor Longhair. Susan's made a name for herself coast to coast from her major label folk rock debut, Last of the Good Straight Girls, to her 2007 collection of agnostic gospel hymns, to her 2017 travelogue, An American in Havana. Werner writes ambitious concept albums with subject matter and sounds to match. Werner. I love how they put your last, they put your last name in there. Werner. Werner. <laughs> Heaton. Heaton did this. Heaton did that. Werner. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to just add, because when I read your bio, I love it. But then like what I feel is that you are like a powerhouse of a musician. You can play any instrument. You can play trombone, bass. Piano. I don't play trombone. I put that in the video. The last. Oh come video. on! No, oh, that was okay. I had. I was like, wait, does she really? Okay, you're like a powerhouse of a storyteller. You're so funny, and you can master any style of music and make it your own. So that's my own personal bio for you. Well, thank you. Werner says hello, and thank <laughs> you for having me. Okay, cool. So um, I'm so glad you're here, and as you know one of my intentions of this show is to support songwriters and artists and makers of any kind. Um, You know, if they come, if they're stuck or if they're, you know, feeling a lack of inspiration, they can kind of tune in and maybe find a creativity tip or songwriting tip or just hear a story so they know they're not alone in their creating. So to that end, the first thing I want to ask you is what, you know, your, your primary motivation of like what compelled you to start writing songs. You obviously could have played other people's music. Um, You do that so well. So what was the thing that made you want to start making? You know, I was, I was, um, I was, I was a little kid and, and I had, I guess I had, um, I have a lazy eye um, as they call it. um, Strabismus, right? I have one eye that wanders out, which I can actually do as a party trick. I mean, not that I'm going to do it now, but um, I have an eye that wandered out. So I had like an eye patch when I was a little kid. And so there were times when I couldn't see. So I would listen to music so intently. I just stood there. Evidently at the age of three, I stood in front of the record player and just played records over and over and over. And then when I was five, my brother taught me how to play guitar. And that was it. And that's all I wanted to do was play the guitar and solve little puzzles. Like songs are puzzles to me. It's like crossword puzzles you sing or something. And so I just wanted to make little puzzles. And I still think of songs as little puzzles. Yeah. Um, And the fun is in solving them over time, right? That they're not going to get solved in 10 seconds, but that they're going to get solved. You go to them and then you go away and then you do something else and then you come back to them. And solving them bit by bit and then the final solution is just so satisfying to me. Oh, 
it, it to me it's like right it's like it, wow. it's just it's like one of those like a rubik's cube right remember yeah. those things or the yeah. soma cube do you remember the soma cube they were larger I, blocks no i don't know that larger like rectangular or blocks but anyway like yeah right like you see me doing this it's something like solving the puzzle of the thing and um um it helps me to finish things to see them as a puzzle infused with feeling mm. um and i find i get less frustrated with myself if i think about it like puzzle instead of this you know profound inner thing that i must bring forth fully uh, formed yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. and then my intuition will solve it yeah um actually no it's more to me it's more about putting patterns in front of yourself yeah and taking the patterns and putting them close to yourself and seeing what happens yeah um does that answer your question? When or? you say that, well, I have two questions born of what you just said, which is first, well, I don't want to forget the second one, but the first one was like, so when you were five, you were already seeing the songs as puzzles and you were trying to figure out how was this put together? Yeah, and I didn't, okay. know, how to, I didn't know how to write music, so I just made up little on sheets of paper. I just made up little markings like chicken scratchings or something. So it was just, and I know you have two daughters who, uh, right, who make things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you yourself, as a child, as I, I know you a little bit, I know that you were already musical, um, but that I was trying to put things together in some form that made sense to me, and I could organize. Yeah. And just, but there it was on a sheet of paper. I think somewhere I still have early like sheet music that I wrote. I should yeah. find it because I didn't even know how to mark music. But again, the idea of a puzzle and the satisfaction of solving a puzzle. How did someone else solve the puzzle? Oh, and now yeah. I'm going to make a little puzzle and solve this. Oh, I love it. I mean, that I feel like I've never said that, but that's my experience of of songwriting. And now I'm wondering if it's like a way to have control over this one little tiny form, you know, in your life. You're like, I can solve this, you know, if I just wait and keep showing up for it. I think um, in, a, in a life of chaos, in a world of chaos, right, there is some satisfaction to solving one little puzzle in your own little world, right? Yeah, totally. And, and then the bigger satisfaction is when it goes out and it makes sense to other people or helps organize their thoughts and feelings about something. Yeah. 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 For three minutes, we can make sense of things. Yeah. So in the details of that, like, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm in a verse. I need like, um, I need like an image or I need, I need to know which part of the story to include because it's just a song, so I get one deep, it, like, is that the kind of thing you mean? It's just a song, right? It's just a song, so what is the thing that, mm, there's a blank space. Okay, I don't know how to solve that right now. Okay, so I'm gonna go do one of my little tricks, right? Okay, so here's one trick? of my favorite tricks. This is a soccer ball, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kick this, I kick this thing down the hall. I kick it around the house, I go kick it around the hall. I walk around, I fold clothes, mm -hmm. put dishes in the dishwasher. Don't pick up the phone. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't give, right? Yeah, but that, that, oh, no, 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 no. Don't talk. Nobody comes in. You're just like, blah, 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 blah. Kick the ball around. Then I'm stuck. Then I get some gum. Yeah. I love gum. You don't even know. Like, I'm out today for last piece. I'll chew like 10 pieces at a time. That's what I do. I do that too. My husband knows, oh, he'll be like, do you want a piece of gum? He's like, I mean, you want five or six? I'm yeah, like, ten. I'll have like five, yeah. Yeah, give me the whole thing. Yeah. And so that you, you look a little, you know, uh, um, uh, 
unusual chewing a bunch of gum and kicking a soccer ball down the hall. Yeah, yeah. But it enables your brain to go, you know, over here for a while. Yeah. And come back over here and then come over here. A lot of songs probably for you to get solved in the shower. Oh, shower. Get solved yeah. in the bathtub. I really think folding socks, cleaning the house. The Swiffer is your friend. Swiffer okay. duster. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't had luck with cleaning, but I, I've had luck with anything with water. Washing dishes, I'll get a chorus. A shower, bathroom, yeah. The hands, right? Somebody said when your hands are busy, yeah. your brain kind of goes in a different space. Driving, I think a lot of people when they drive find a solution to a song. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to think of you in that soccer ball and the gum. <laughs> From now on. All right, well, would you be willing to share a puzzle that you, you solved and kind of tell us the story of, you know, how it, okay. how it came to exist? Yeah, let me uh, sing for you. Hold on just a moment. I'm going to do this discreetly. Pardon me. <laughs> okay, this is a song from the new project. Uh, and I already had like five songs for the project when this song showed up. And I'll sing it and then we'll about how it came to be. Okay. Da da Hello and welcome to New Orleans. Yeah, there's a thing or two that you should know. Hello and welcome to New Orleans. Yeah, there's a thing or two that you should know. Hello and welcome to New Orleans. Yeah, there's a thing or two that you should know. Yeah, we got stuff down here. I heard to get you from that Yeah, I was born out on the bayou. Out where the people say the logs got eyes. Yes, I was born out on the bayou. Out where the people say the logs got eyes. Yes, I was born out on the bayou. Out where the people say the logs got eyes. And every log that blinks an alligator in disguise. Yeah, we got stuff down here. Stuff down here, yeah. Stuff down here, yeah. We got stuff down here, honey. Get you from below. I've seen the water rise from underneath my feet. I've seen my front porch door. Go floating down the street. Tonight you'll go to Pat O'Brien's. You're gonna order up a hurricane. Tonight you'll go to Pat O'Brien's. You're gonna order up a hurricane. Tonight you'll go to Pat O'Brien's. You're gonna order up a hurricane. And then you'll wake up on the sidewalk at Decatur and Dumaine. Yeah, we got stuff down here. Mm -hmm. 
So that drag, right? It's like a that um that vibe. Boom, bring it, boom, bring it, the boom, ba, boom, bring it. Came from listening to a lot of traditional New Orleans stuff from the 20s, 30s, and like the Viper drag, blue drag. They're called drags, and it's that rhythm. So I had a bunch of songs that were on piano already that were like stride, right? Like Dr. John, or you know, like um. One of the songs is um, uh, uh, the night I ate New Orleans. Uh, 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 the night I ate New Orleans. Rides a stride, right? But I'm like, there must be a different groove. What's another groove? Oh, yeah. And so I started listening to traditional New Orleans music from like the 20s and 30s and 40s. And this drag showed up. It's this, almost like reggae, right? Yeah. I thought, that's an interesting rhythm. And evidently it comes in part from um, the proximity of New Orleans to the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Even music, reggae even, mm -hmm. right? Coming over from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So the song came about in part because of that rhythm. I'm like, that rhythm is really interesting. And it's a spooky kind of rhythm, right? And there's mm -hmm. something about New Orleans that is um, a little bit, you know, there's a, there's a murky vibe to yeah. some of how we, experience New Orleans, how we think about New Orleans, but also if you go there, how you experience New Orleans. And I thought, what is this? Who's talking? Who's, who's talking? Uh, so one thing to mention about the song is maybe the song, the person talking isn't you. Oh yeah, right. Sometimes when we get stuck, we're like, oh, it has to come from deep within me. You know, my autobiography, my autobiography, my firsthand experience. And if the song isn't finishing itself in rapid fashion, we think, oh, I'm just not trying hard enough or, maybe you begin to doubt yourself. Like I haven't experienced life, you know, profoundly enough. Maybe that's not it at all. Maybe yeah. the song is somebody else talking. Yeah. I like it when somebody else is talking. It sort of oh. relieves you of, right? The yeah. burden of coming up with it all yourself. And um, so yeah, you're free. It's wonderful. And you can also express things that you yourself might not know how to do or might not be part of your firsthand experience. But it's like being you know, a writer or a novelist or reading a novel, you go into somebody else's world. Anyway, this song came about in part because of a conversation with a guy named Jude Boudreau, okay. uh, who lives in New Orleans. And I know him uh, uh, through a couple of uh, friends. And um, I sat with him in Chicago and just said, tell me everything. Tell me everything about New Orleans. Tell me everything, everything about everything. Oh. And he grew up out, this is him talking, and he grew up out on the bayou, and his family used to say, the logs, if the logs got eyes, you know, look out for the logs <laughs> with eyes, right? And I'm like, that's kind of, and then um, get you from below, something get you from below, right? And also um, the last verse, we talked about what else gets you from below from New Orleans, and it's booze. Right, and yeah. so there's this bar next to Preservation Hall called Pat O'Brien's that a lot of people who go to New Orleans wind up. Have you done this yourself? 
What? Pat O'Brien's? Go, go to Pat O'Brien's and order the hurricane. No, no. <laughs> you will. It's a matter of time. Okay. So you go there and you order this big drink and you can walk around, right? In New Orleans, you can walk around outside with booze. Right, right. right. So you'll see all these tourists with this huge red drink called a hurricane, big straw sticking out. And they're so potent because they're a mix of liquor. You're wrecked, right? Oh By the, you're halfway through and you're already wrecked. Oh my gosh. So we thought, what gets you from below? Right drink alcohol booze gets you from below and then he talked about i said you must have been in town during katrina he said yes of course and then we talked about his house and that's the other thing that gets you from below is the oh water. wow and when that showed up right then i knew i had a song because i right. didn't the song didn't have dimension otherwise it's just somebody talking and it's kind of clever right but then it had a, another it had another, another component that yeah. i didn't see coming and it was right water and the fact that New Orleans is basically underwater and what gets you from below is a flood. And on the record, we threw reverb on the voice in the, in the bridge. I've seen the water rise from underneath my feet. I've seen my front porch door go floating down the street. So it's almost like this person is talking to the rest of the song, they're talking to you, then all of a sudden they're remembering. Yeah, oh wow. So those components of, uh, we were talking about a puzzle, right? That that so song came together over time and sort of became this thing with dimension. And that's really a fun part of songwriting for me is to see what, what you think the song might be and then what the song actually is. Yeah. When you step back from it and you're like, there it is, that's a complete thing. Oh, it's so cool. And you don't know where you're headed, you know, you started out you know, noticing that you have a lot of stride and then strides on your album and then deciding to listen to other rhythms. You didn't know where yeah. that was going to end and then talking to your friend and yeah, so cool. What a cool journey. And it's fun that, that songs, um, they, they are like this, this adventure that you agree to go on, you know? Yeah. And you just sign up for it and see where it winds up. And some songs, you know, look, some songs don't solve themselves, right? You, you, but but when something keeps bothering you, right? Yeah. yeah. And that song turned out to be the, you know, the, the first track on the project and got picked up by radio and, and did a lot of work. And I didn't know it was going to do all that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just that groove, right? I love that groove. That groove just catches you. Yeah. 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 So cool. Thank you. I love that. Thanks for having me. And it's fun yeah. to... It's just fun to talk about how a song comes together because um, otherwise we labor in, you know, we labor alone with things and we're like, oh God, 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 what's wrong well, with yeah, that? Exactly. Worry. Well, right. sometimes you think you're stuck and really you just need to go do something else, like kick the soccer ball or you need to like go meet a friend or you need to go live your life for a minute or, or maybe you do need to sit there, but it's just always, I love what you said about when it's not you. I mean, I feel like I mean, a lot of my songs are just somebody else's story, but I, I do remember like years ago setting somebody else's poems who was also like a woman my age. But what was fun about that was that like, you know, because they were stories about a woman my age, if I sang them, it would seem like, oh, it must be about her, but it, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it must be about me, but it wasn't about, it just like, for, I just wrote such different kind of music and I felt free to say like kind of much racier things Yes. You know, which is silly because it's like, I don't know why people are assume that when you stand there and saying it's about you anyway, but there's like something about your identity, like what's within the framework of like my identity, if this 
you know, if this clearly isn't a song about like my grandpa or somebody else, and it seems like it's a woman, then it must be me. And, you know, so I just wrote such different music. It was such a freeing, it was so cool. So yeah. Thanks and, for that reminder. Well, and, and as a writer, right, we get to live many lives. As readers, we get to live many lives. As people, we get to live one, right? But as writers, we get to live many. Oh, I just got the chills, yeah. Yeah, so true. Okay, I wanna ask you something like, you've sort of answered it talking about this puzzles thing, but, um, but I wanna ask like when you're in the weeds and it doesn't have to do with songwriting. So, you know, you have the, maybe you, I don't know if you have a day one moment, like this inspiration for, I don't know if you had this inspiration for NOLA one day and you were like, this is gonna be such a cool idea. Um, but just using myself as an example, I, I'm in the weeds right now with something. I started out with this idea. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm making this album and it, I'm gonna include a storybook. So I'm gonna include a story for each song and kind of tell how it was born. Um, kind of like we're doing now. And then That's I'm going to awesome. include like a creativity key. So say it was like, what was the key to it existing? Maybe it was surrender. Like I was frustrated and I'm like, I don't know what you are. And then finally it came or maybe it was <laughs> yeah. like willingness to ask for help. Like I can't figure it out. I got to call a friend, like call a friend. And then I'm like, oh, 10 minutes later, it's done. So that's the key. And then I put some questions in there. Like if it, that celebration song would be like, the reflection questions are like, you know, do you tend to celebrate yourself? Are you more comfortable celebrating others? Just like, anyway, that's like sort of the format. When I got the idea, I was like so excited, right? I'm like, this is awesome. I love it. I'm like communicating in this different way. So in my mind, it was amazing. So I did it and it, it was fun. It, I, I wrote it, but now I'm in the like, okay, um, how, do you, how do you download the template for the inside of the book to upload to the Amazon Create Space. How do you download the, the cover? Like the graphics, not the right format. Like, and you have to do stuff in a certain, I'm totally in like computer land. Mm -hmm. It's in a, in a, you know, and knowing that it could take two or three weeks to solve and I'm, I'm frustrated. So what I'm, what I'm, the reason I'm asking you this is I watched your video if you haven't seen Susan's video, um, Free Your Ass and Your Mind to Follow, <laughs> you need to go watch it right now because it's the greatest thing ever. But the feeling of that video is like super spontaneous, so fun. Susan's dancing in the streets of New Orleans. Ba badly, let's just be clear. Oh no, but, yeah. oh, that needs to be in the bio, like really good dancer. And <laughs> it has the feeling that she's just like meeting these people, which maybe you are, but as I watched it, I thought like, okay, but like there, a lot of work probably went into this. She probably needed like video release forms from all those people to sign. Like, was that band just there? Did she hire? Like, I just thought about like the actual details. And I, so this is the question really is like, what do you do when you're in the weeds? Like, do you hire out more help? Do you f learn new skills, a combination of both? What's your mindset around that to help people like when they get in that? You mean the, the machinery of making, the machinery of getting something to the public. Yeah. Right? Machinery of getting something out. Yeah. Te technical issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to hire, just hire somebody who knows how to do it. Sometimes it's worth it to learn it, especially if you're going to repeat that. If you're going to repeat that process, it's probably worth it to you to learn it. If you're not going to repeat that process, probably smart to throw money at somebody who knows how to do it. 
and let them do it and be done with it. Um, but if you think you might do this process again, then it, it's worth it to master it. So you can plug new projects into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually a good, good way to look at that. I like that. So okay. I didn't want to learn Logic Pro. I didn't want to learn how to do Pro Tools, right? I didn't want to learn how to do all that. And I actually learned it for, um, to write, um, to write musical theater songs for this project I'm doing. And um, it took me forever. And I was telling a friend about it and he's like, well, but once you master it, you'll know how to do it. Are you going to do it again? I said, yeah, I am going to do this over and over. He said, then you, you know, learn how to do it. You got to learn how to do it. Yeah. Learn how to, certain things you got to learn how to do, especially if it's going to be become part of your routine. Yeah. Then it's worth that. And how do you make, if you're touring or you're, I'm sure your life is incredibly busy. Do you, how do you make time for that? You just say, I'm going to do this every day for half an hour. Or you like block off four days to. You know, I think, I, my, I don't know if my life's any busy, busier than anybody else. I don't have kids. So it's a little, little less, little less busy. Um, but um, uh, someone described it this way, like give yourself a runway to learn things, right? Give you, don't, don't don't yell at yourself like you know you're an airplane and you're supposed to get you know get vertical oh. on a hundred feet right oh. give yourself a runway of you know say it's going to take three months say it's going to take two months um just be patient with the learning of the thing so that you can actually get there right it's if you're yelling at yourself yelling at yourself doesn't help but give but saying in advance you know where i, I know where i learned this from a friend of mine who works at nasa i mean like actually nasa and she actually is a rocket scientist. Though so she'd tell you she's a thermonuclear dynamicist or something, but she is a rocket scientist. And she said, I was talking with her once and she said, oh yeah, at NASA, we just build the learning timeline into the project. I'm like, wait a minute, you do what? And she said, oh, we know that it'll take us about three months to learn how to do this or this or that. We just say it's gonna take us six months, three months to learn it. That I blew mean, my mind. Wow. But that's part of the process is yeah. to say, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll learn it. We, we, we estimate it'll be this time, this amount of time to master it. I mean, I'm going to do that from now on. I mean, it's so compassionate. I like, I'm learning about compassion from the rocket scientists right now. Ugh, so good. Okay. That's a highlight. So everyone listening, <laughs> give yourself a runway. Don't yell at yourself. Or just, ha or just have a friend who's a rocket scientist. Or, oh yeah. Or that. Okay. okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel much better already. I'm just, all right. See you later. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh -huh. Bye. It's been great. Um, so, okay. Now I want to talk about what happened in the last couple of days. Okay. So for those of you listening, um, this time for how the song came to be, I really wanted to do like a social action piece and, and music has such a history of being, you know, tied to social action and Every time I've been in the grocery store over the past year, if I'm like at Meijer or something, I'm always so frustrated by how many plastic bags people are using and how they set it up so you'll pick the plastic bags and they hide the paper bags. And I find that so annoying. So well, I thought like- Meijer does that? They hide the- what? Yeah, yeah, they, they hide, you gotta like go, they're there, but oh, and they don't have handles because they're like, maybe if we don't give them handles on their paper bags, they won't want them. I don't know. Shame, 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 shame on Meyer. Shame on Meyer. So anyway, I was thinking it would be fun to pass out dollar bills in the back of a grocery store to anyone who is using their own bags. I'm screaming. There it is again, that volume thing. I'm excited. <laughs> um, 
who are using their own bags or paper bags. And so Susan is the first person that I've invited to do this podcast who agreed to do this piece of it because she's awesome and brave. And we don't know. I did it and she did it. And we haven't talked about it yet about what happened. So now we're going to talk about what happened. What happened? Okay, so you emailed me the other day in preparation for this conversation. You said, this is the, this is the thing I want to do. I think you should do this. And, <laughs> and, and I, you're, you're, you're right in, in guessing that I kind of like being around people and seeing what they will do. And yeah. I don't mind disrupting, right? Yeah. I don't mind at all disrupting somebody's <laughs> planned day. So I, throughout the day, I just got change in dollars from everything that I did. And then I stood um, past the cashiers at the Whole Foods, which is about three blocks from here in Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, I stood there with my dollars and I just watched. And then I started to see people come through uh, with a cloth bag. And uh, <laughs> when I saw the cloth bag, I would wait for them to you know, check out and put their wallet away. I didn't want to disturb somebody while they're trying to get their act together, right? Wait till they have their act totally together and then they pick up their cloth bag and they start walking. And I said, pardon me, uh, did you bring that bag today? <laughs> and uh, like the first woman said, yes, yes, I did. I said, oh, well, then you get a free dollar. And she took the dollar and she looked at me. She's like, is this a joke? And I said, no, no, it's just congratulations. Thank you for bringing that bag. <laughs> she turned beet red, beet red. And she said, well, of course. I mean, it's easy to do. It's, oh. it's, it's easy to do. It's, it's good for the planet. She actually said it just like that. I oh. said, well, thank you for doing that. She said, thanks. And she walked off. And so I stood there with my dollars and I watched people come through. And I want to tell you, I must have given away $15, right? Just like this over the course of like 20 minutes. They were all, they were all women. Oh, they were? They were all women. There were two guys who were with women. Okay. But always the woman had the bag. Interesting. Yeah. And um, it, like three of them said right away, is this like, is this, is this a joke? Oh. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's a Philly thing or, or one of them said, is there, is this a TV show? They start oh, looking yeah. around for cameras, right? Like yeah, what's it yeah. called, punked or something. Yeah. But they all were like, great, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Great, thanks. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love it that. It was fun. It was really fun. And then one, one of the Whole Foods cashiers looked at me like, <laughs> And I thought I better get out of here. Before <laughs> totally. right. Right, right, right. So is That's that what happened to you? Well, I was nervous. Like I just, I was nervous. Like I thought, I just have like this good girl thing from when I'm a kid. I just thought like, is there any way I can get arrested? Like, is this just sort of, like I kept like, you know, I think I've been thinking about it for too long, but anyway, first of all, it was so fun that I'm totally doing it again. Like I might do it like once a week from now on, but anyway, I went in and, um, there weren't that many people in the store, but the first guy I saw checking out, he was already at the end and um, he had paper bags. So I walked up to him and I'm like, you're using paper bags. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you get a dollar. And he was like, I do great. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't use plastic. He's like, cool. And then I started walking away because I was so nervous. I'm like, I better make it look <laughs> like I'm shopping. So I start to go shopping and the woman that he's with is like, I think she was like, how do I get a doll? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, what ha you know? So later after I got coconut water, which I didn't even really want, I came back and I saw she was leaving with him with her cart. And I was like, oh, she has paper bags too. So I went over and I was like, oh, here, you get a dollar too. And she was like, they were super happy. So that was fun. Then this other woman, um, 
it was weird. She had paper bags, so I went up to her to give her the dollar, but she was on the phone, so I think she was just confused. Um, and so then I went to stand in line, and this store guy kept watching me, so I thought, yeah. I kept wondering if I was going to get in trouble. Um, so then the woman, like two people in front of me, brought her own bag. So I, like, far back was like, so you brought your own bags? I'm like, here's a dollar. So then the lady in front of me got excited because she had her own bag, so I gave her a dollar. But what I realized was that um, partially, except for the people who had their own bags, it was the cashier who was choosing the paper bags. So he would say paper or plastic, and if they were like, I don't know, he would pick paper. So I was like, I went up to him and I'm like, you know, every time I come here, you know, they automatically choose plastic if you don't say. And I'm like, you're choosing paper. He's like, yeah, I always choose paper unless they tell me not to. And so I'm like, well, can I give you a dollar? And he looked at his friend who worked there and he was like, no. And I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I didn't want him to get fired. But anyway, it was like the most rewarding experience. It was rewarding. It's fun to give yeah. things away. It's so even great. if it's just, even if it's just a dollar, it's like people are, aren't genuinely surprised to be receiving anything yeah. for any reason in a world yeah. that must take and take and take, take from all of us. It's like, yeah. what you, hey, what? Sure. Yeah. I love this, Anne. I love that you came up with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to keep doing it and texting you about what happens. <laughs> Meyer, shame on Meyer, M-E-I-J-E-R. Shame. shame on you. Well, they and people are like, oh, well, they're banned in California. They're banned in Europe. Like, I'm with you. We want to, you know, it just makes it fun instead of like, we're always getting shamed into behaving right and telling, people are telling us how we're bad. So this is kind of fun. Anyway. Oh, I just knocked my things out of my ears. I think we're, um, we're coming up on a, to the end of our, our, our time together. Um, well, I'm up for any social disruption behavior ever. So just. I think we know. should just have a show of social disruption. Um, Let's go get arrested somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're done raising the kids. Okay, the minute they're 18, that's it. Let's do it, yeah, because right. then I won't have to pick them up at school. Um, <laughs> all right, well, in closing, if you could give one piece of advice to songwriters, artists, makers, um, if there was one thing that they you think they should remember or hold close to them. You've been dropping gold the whole time. I'm gonna remember the ramp, but um, what would it be? Um, the, it comes to me to say that writer's block happens when we don't wanna write what it is we're really thinking about. Mm. Um, and just keep, just keep making stuff. Don't judge it, make a lot. There was some study, where was it? There was some study about separating a group of uh, two classes in a, a pottery, ceramics class. And the instruction at the beginning of the semester to one class was make one perfect pot, just one absolutely perfect pot. Mm. Other class, make as many pots as you can. The whole semester, just make a lot. And guess who wound up making the better products? Yep. The ones who made a lot. I, just make a lot. Don't judge it, just make a lot. I love that. That's such a great story to illustrate that point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Susan. All right, dearie. Call me. We'll get arrested. Thanks. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> Bye. Bye, hon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. If you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Thanks.
so much. Much love.